Hi, and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I'm Atik Amadbati, a fourth-generation homeopath with over 20 years of professional experience in this field of healing. In the Homeopathy Health Show, I'll be talking all things homeopathy and natural, with guest interviews, tips and advice, and answering some of your questions. Homeopathy is truly a unique, complementary system of healing suitable for all ages, young and old. I'd love to hear from you and welcome your questions on homeopathy and how it can or has helped you. Feel free to email me at health at liketreatslike.co.uk or visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk for more information. Once you're there, take a look at the Knowledge Academy and blog section where you will find interesting information. Both sections are growing day by day, so always check back. So let's begin today's show on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio, real feel-good radio. Hi everybody, I hope you are well and in good health, and as always, I sincerely hope and pray it remains that way. So I do hope you enjoyed last week's episode, where I was talking to Camilla Scher about her journey into homeopathy, her work at the Dynamis School, and co-founding the NGO Homeopathy for Health in Africa with her husband, Jeremy Scher. It was a wonderful episode, wasn't it? I got to talk about so many different things and a very popular and upcoming and emerging field within homeopathy, which is to do with uh, homeopathy for plants. So let's move to this week's episode and let me introduce this week's special guest. Today's special guest on the show is Herman Kepler, who is the founder and principal of the College of Naturopathic Medicine in London. Now, Herman has over 30 years of experience as a practicing naturopath and homeopath. During his studies in Germany, Switzerland, Israel, Denmark, and the US, he has gained specialist skills in homeopathy, nutrition, herbal medicine, acupuncture, and clinic management. He has also written several books and has given many interviews on both radio and TV. Herman, thank you so much for taking the time out to come and talk to me today on the Homeopathy Health Show. I hope you're well. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm, I'm well indeed. I'm based in, in Florida. I'm Florida doing um, more educational work, and at the moment I'm in Ireland. You have um, a, you know, a wealth of experience, and um, I also note that you have two degrees, of course, one in engineering and the other one in naturopathy. So I'm interested, and I'm sure the listeners are going to be interested to know, how did that journey begin into, you know, natural medicine from being, you know, very uh, engineering-based mindset to uh, opening up to uh, natural medicine? Yeah, um, I've been always interested in natural medicine, also during my uh, studies in becoming an engineer. Then um, at the end of my studies, I have been sent to Israel for a research project on lasers. And uh, I had an accident on a laser machine where three fingers of my right hand were cut off. Right. Um, so they could luckily fix them very nicely uh, together. But there was a problem after that with uh, pain feeling, sensation, 
circulation, the bones didn't want to, uh, to melt together. After four weeks, <clears throat> I went home to Germany. I saw all the experts you can think of, all the doctors, professors, um, in the hope they have a solution as an engineer, you know, you have a problem and you find a solution. Now, the solution which was given to me was to take off the fingers again and, uh, you know, be without my fingers. And um, at the end, I remember to study, to have studied with a, a friend of mine uh, who became a naturopath on the side. So I saw him and um, that changed my life. He gave me a, a homeopathic uh, tissue salt, calcium phosphoricum, in a low potency. I took it two times a day. In uh, two weeks, you could change the bone starting to melt, to melt together. Doctors didn't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't understand. He gave me a homeopathic um, remedy for the pain and an acupuncture treatment. Pain disappeared with an it was a meek, totally. I refused to take uh, painkillers. And then, and then he gave me an ointment, improved blood circulation. He also did the iridology session. He looked in my eyes and uh, he said, Oh, you got a weak back, lower back, and you have a still a irritation or infection in your lower, in your left ureter, which made me think how one could detect and diagnosed by looking in one's eyes. But on the other side, I understand he was absolutely correct. He helped me on my pain. He helped me on the bones melting together. Uh, had my fingers back. They're nice. I can windsurf. I can play tennis. I can play ping pong. So right hand can write like in the old days. So I started to think. I thought, well, you know, I saw all these top guys, all the top experts, they didn't have an answer. And then I thought, well, if you have a real health problem and you must rely on those sort of uh, people, then you might be in danger. And for that reason, just for that reason, I started and enrolled in a naturopathic training in Germany, which was relatively short at the time. And uh, I bought a clinic after I finished. And then um, that was like a deep shock. I saw first time really clients with real problems. And um, from then on, I started to study like day and night. There was no class, no weekend lecture I didn't attend. I had to study, study, study. I added another three-year uh, training. And that was in homeopathy. Mm. And um, as you know, that's my speciality. It's the most fascinating uh, topic, um, healing modality I can think of. Um, so I became a homeopath and I did some other stuff on, on the side as well, as, as you mentioned. Yeah. So that's my journey. I've, uh, <clears throat> as you were speaking about your injury to your fingers and uh, the tissue salts, if we look at the history of homeopathy, which obviously you're very familiar with, this is how some of the great homeopaths after Hahnemann actually came into homeopathy because they went to um, a homeopath and they were treated for something which 
they weren't receiving adequate treatment for, which wasn't being cured as such. And um, this is what turned them towards homeopathy and their interest. And uh, I just find that there's so little, actually, I think, that we know about homeopathy. The power of healing that homeopathy possesses is just absolutely, it's, it is mind-boggling, isn't it, Herman, don't you think? It is 100%. Sometimes I, I, mean, I, I couldn't believe it myself. Sometimes I left the, the treatment room and uh, thought, well, how is that possible a few drops changing um, one's health in, entirely? I mean, sometimes it takes uh, weeks or months, depending on, on the condition. But um, I mean, I just uh, had a, a case with uh, pneumonia in um, a friend of mine. In, in, in Florida, she has been uh, treated, I don't know for how long. I kept her two remedies, an acute and then a more chronic one. If she was 100% fine in one week. Um, so that's a relatively severe case. You can fix within a really short period of time. But the, the most joy I had in treating uh, patients was on uh, mental conditions. Luckily, I was uh, trained by a well-known uh, German homeopath from India, actually. And um, <clears throat> so I understood from the beginning that disease comes basically from the mind, from the person, or disease depends at least at the personality. Mm. And depending on the personality, you would choose your homeopathic remedy. So if one has a, a cold, for instance, the remedy depends on the personality and on what we call constitution. So in other words, what I want to say is treating a client or patient homeopathically, it has an effect on its overall being. So the personality would, let's say, come back to normal. So in other words, it has a very positive effect on mental disorders, if you like. I don't like the term of disorder, but uh, on the personality, name it, call it like uh, depression, anxiety, uh, all of that. The most severe case cases I had down this line is uh, postnatal uh, depression, mm. which can be most horrible. Woman not being able to do anything, not looking after the, the newborn and the parent, the family, etc. Sometimes you just give it a a few a few drops of a particular remedy. There are not uh, too many, and the person will change. That's the power of homeopathy, and especially in this in this uh, time, um, anxiety is a mega topic. Homeopathy has beautiful answers uh, to that. You're absolutely yeah. right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's actually something very close to my heart as well, because I have found in recent times where more and more people are opening up about their mental health and emotional complaints or ailments or the disease that's that's, you know, that they're suffering from that <clears throat> homeopathy does actually have the answers. It not only restores balance, but it enables an individual, you know, to heal and move forward. And, uh, I also very strongly now believe that in this, you know, 21st century with the myriad of diseases, especially 
mental health concerns and ailments. Um, homeopathy is having a renewed interest because of that. And when yet, how amazing that this was founded over 200 years ago. It's not new remedies necessarily that we're using. Oh. We're still using those remedies that were proven, you know, at the time of Hahnemann and, of course, a few after as well. But certainly, you know, that power has always been there, um, that power of healing. Absolutely. The, the great work of uh, Samuel Hahnemann was um, he formulated um, kind of laws or principles mm, which, yes. uh, which were true at the time, even before. And is, they are true now as well. So we have the same principles applied in homeopathy as 200, 250 years ago. And it works everywhere. So, and I would call this a true science. That's science based on experience. And everybody can follow those uh, principles and apply it. And it then works. Now, that's slightly different or very different to what's often called science. Homeopathy is a true science. And it's proven, it does prove itself basically with each single treatment. What I want to add is that homeopathy, as well as Bach flowers, actually, which is uh, English uh, uh, therapy, affects the personality, the mind, if you like, on uh, humans, on animals, but also on plants. Yes. So plants can be in the shock situation. Animals, pets can be in the shock situation. And it works like beautifully. I had... We had recently in uh, Florida hurricane. I was looking out of the window. My wife was saying, look, the trees are turning brown or the other bush lost all its uh, leaves. So we went out there Say, oh, good. Well, very, very interesting. There must be, since, since the hurricane, there must be under shock. So we um, <coughs> applied homeopathic uh, remedies. The one tree got the silica, which is... Uh, no known for, for fear. Um, and then we applied a homeopathic a Bach flower remedy, uh, Mimulus aspen on the other plants. And uh, the bush, which lost all its plants, came back in two days in <laughs> full power. Brilliant. <laughs> and the banana trees, that took a bit uh, longer, but uh, they are fine. They're totally fine. So in the neighborhood, they cut down trees and bushes, not in my garden. That's how homeopathy works or buffalo remedies as well in influencing the mind if you are in shock body doesn't work properly and a, a standard remedy and, and you know that um i always prescribe um on a woman in a labor you now there, there are two things for the baby the baby's under shock obviously um so that's aconite and mother is on a more physical shock um and it's a uh, bleeding, more or less, and that would be Annika. And um, it, it works out beautifully. There's no children's or very rarely seen on newborn, newborn uh, babies who are treated homeopathically right from the beginning. It's also, um, I'm fascinated, you know, by what you're saying, because um, I, I treat a number of uh, patients who are who want remedies for pets and, and animals. So a number of horses um, you know, <laughs> need certain remedies. And they always, uh, the patient always, or, or the, the client, should I say, 
looking after the horse. All this calls back to say, yes, the horse has recovered from this problem and that problem, you know, with the homeopathic remedies. But also the field that you mentioned, agri-homeopathy, which uh, Camilla Scher, for example, is is uh, also doing a lot of work on in uh, Tanzania. Oh, and yeah. um, she's speaking about, you know, homeop- agri-homeopathy agriculture, as, as you know, and, and homeopathy for plants and trees. Yeah. And you've just yeah. proven that point that the magnitude and scale and potential that can be found in homeopathy is just immense. It's just incredible. The healing power is phenomenal. And you have to see it to believe it. And patients themselves are the testament to the to the workings of homeopathy when they heal. You know, it's not a it's not a condition that it's in the mind because millions and millions of people cannot be able to heal themselves from the mind. But they do need a slight stimulus, which is homeopathy. And and the body then, of course, goes into that healing process. Yeah, exactly. It's not the that the remedy, which does the healing, the remedy gives the impulse and then the body heals itself. Mm. That's how homeopathy is working. We are not healing uh, at all. We, um, we give the right uh, impulse or whatever's needed to the body and then the body would say, hey, yeah, I, I know what to do and uh, the body does it. But uh, the way I became a homeopath, I actually through a client as I said, my Indian homeopath was great, uh, phenomenal. Now, he didn't have uh, too much uh, training on nutrition. He always said, well, no, eat and drink what you like and we'll be fine. And if there's a problem, there's a homeopathic remedy. <laughs> <laughs> so so I continued to eat and drink what I, what I enjoyed. And it was, uh, according to naturopathic principles, not always uh, the healthiest one. So I had a bit of a belly. And um, one day I had a client um, and she gave me a little booklet, how to detox and cleanse yourself, <laughs> pointing right. at, my, at my belly. <laughs> and I read it overnight. I was like mind blowing. So I thought, well, I got to do something, <laughs> get the crap out, <laughs> out of my body. <laughs> yeah. Because I was tired at, <clears throat> at times. Um, and I ordered next day some, some herbs and put myself on a detox uh, program, and I was like, unbelievable what I got out of that. I know you've studied, obviously, naturopathy and homeopathy and nutrition, herbal medicine and Chinese medicine. Now, how does that work for you? How does um, knowing the different systems and the different modalities, here, how does that uh, come together for you personally? How, how does that work as a, as a pathway to healing? Yeah, it's a good question. I'm mainly to 99% a homeopath and I apply uh, nutrition uh, principles or uh, nutrition um, detoxification, fasting. I'm a great believer in in fasting. Also other things like um, I dived into fitness and exercise uh, since a, a couple of years ago. As a therapy, there's nothing more powerful than homeopathy. But sometimes, you know, you don't find the homeopathic remedy. It doesn't work for what reason ever. Mm. And therefore, it is important. It is good to have other modalities uh, too. Clients um, are asking, you know, they want advice on nutrition. Nutrition detoxification is extremely 
important. As a result of this uh, booklet I got from a client, I put myself on, on a fasting uh, program a couple of uh, months later, and I did a number of various fasting programs. You know, there's, you can do juice fasting, tea fasting, broth fasting, just water fasting, all sorts of things, uh, long-term, short-term uh, fasting. So I tried it all, and the, the energy I got out of that was amazing. Now, I used to sleep uh, three, four hours a day being full in energy, which um, changed my view on on food more and more. I mean, once you're on the fasting and kind of uh, cleaner as before, you get more sensitive uh, to food. Um, so you feel what, uh, what difference it makes um, on the food you put, you put in the body, especially sugary stuff or, or uh, empty nutrients which lower your, your belly and gives you maybe some headache or dizziness or, or tiredness uh, at least. So you want to stay away from that. But also the uh, initial experience I had with a friend of mine doing iridology, I just wanted to have a basic understanding on iridology and a fascinating diagnostic uh, tool because also sometimes the client are expecting more than uh, just a homeopathic remedy, especially in Germany, clients are asking, oh, are you doing iridology? Yeah, of course I do iridology. So look in one's eyes and uh, see a few things. And uh, it's nice to see those uh, connections. But also, so I'm, I'm not a, a herbalist. I'm, I can't say I'm, I know a lot about herbs, but I can add herbs in a homeopathic uh, prescription, a way of homeopathic uh, application to support organ functions. You know, if uh, let's say if the liver is down or uh, there's a weak, whatever, kidney or uh, heart uh, function, there are particular, depending on the symptoms again, like we do this in homeopathy, you would uh, add maybe a herbal mixture. But mm. as a homeopath, you would never, at least initially, mix too many or even two remedies or treating modalities together because you want to know what is doing what. So you may start with uh, your homeopathy and then you, you may add uh, some herbs or put a client uh, on a change of diet or detoxification. Uh, detoxification is <clears throat> a very uh, pertinent subject matter nowadays. We are well, look, we're ingesting, aren't we, chemicals through food consumption. Even uh, some reports have shown that uh, organic food is actually probably full of more chemicals than than the non-organic food. And then in this connected world, we're surrounded by technology and you know radiation and electromagnetic frequencies and and the stressful environment. So surely this is uh, going to and is having a very detrimental effect to the to our uh, tissue matrix as such so how does detoxification i mean the the work and fit into this as far as starting from a, a foundation as such where you've cleansed your body as far as you can i know it's not always possible to do 100 percent, but you've experienced this yourself haven't you um, very yeah. very successfully yeah i mean the most powerful uh, detox in my opinion is uh, fasting there are a number of uh, different fasting. I wouldn't uh, recommend to do a, a water fasting uh, straight away, but uh, you can start over the weekend saying, and the very simple, or even 
uh, nocible simple fasting or intermittent fasting, which means um, cut a meal a day. If you're not hungry in the morning, don't eat, or you should not eat uh, late, let's say after six. So cut out one meal. So that's a good start. Mm. Or you would say, I don't have solid, solid food on, on the weekend, for instance, just uh, liquid. Maybe have an enema uh, in between. And then uh, you can extend uh, next time in a couple of months, maybe three days, maybe uh, a whole week where you just have liquid food, high in minerals. That's important. Ideally, you would have an enema after the first uh, three days, a couple of enemas to get uh, the overload of uh, toxins out. And uh, you would see you feel much, much uh, better. You can't get rid of all the, the, the toxins and radiation and all of that. But uh, you can feel a million times uh, better by eating correct, not overeating, cut out the sugar, cut out coffee. Coffee is not, a, not something to, to drink. It's a very toxic word. <laughs> Tell that to millions and millions of if, people. <laughs> if, if you drink uh, coffee, if you need uh, coffee, then there's basically something very wrong uh, with your body function. If you're tired and need a coffee to push, uh, it's an addiction, coffee addiction. So you need to get away from, from those addictions, maybe not all at once, but start with one and replace it. And that's what we train at, at the college. You know, there might be turmeric or, or whatever. There are lots of uh, uh, possibilities, but you need to cut out one of those things at a time, you know, sugary stuff or empty food empty of uh, calories you've got to cut it out step by step and you will feel better and then you add exercise maybe try skin brushing or cold hot baths or foot baths uh, from time to time and uh, you would feel a million times better than before you, we, you're talking about coffee and, and of course sugar and sugar is bad per se but uh, in your experience um, you have so many years of experience here in different modalities, um, especially homeopathy now. What are the foods that are really detrimental that society is so, you know, focused upon having and at, at any cost? Yeah, I mean, um, our so-called modern food, when I, when I look at uh, the basket, um, in the basket uh, people are buying in, in the supermarket, there's basically hardly, hardly any food in there. So one could say, well, in a, a supermarket, you don't have real food as a start. There's no food. It's overprocessed, deprived of uh, minerals and vitamins. And then, but let's say if you cut out at least on a gradient, all those things eat, people eat in between, you know, the snacks. Snacks. Mm. They're very expensive. They cost they a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> very, they're, very. They're very expensive. Stir-fried uh, food, not very healthy. Barbecues, not very healthy. Have it from time to time, but uh, you got to know, well, it's not too healthy or not healthy, healthy at all. You could stay away from it. Um, so that's where I, I would start. And then there are people that drive on, on fruit, Others thrive on more vegetables, steamed vegetables. As you age, the body needs more minerals. So where do you get the minerals from? It would be vegetables rather than, than, than fruit. Uh, vegetables are higher, much higher in vitamin C. They're not in orange. So I would go with your senses, what, what you like. 
uh, more or less, but uh, stay healthy, eat more um, uh, vegetables, eat less. That's the most important thing. Eat less, cut out the chunk as much as you can. Move away from addictions, no matter what, what they are. Do you think there ever was a time that people around the world ate healthily? Has, have we ever, as a society, you know, uh, different countries, different nations have ever experienced a healthy, healthy diet? I don't think we've ever experienced sort of a, a stage, have we, in the world where people are have been eating healthy? Because it's always one thing or the other, isn't it? It's like either the food is not up to standard or it's gone off. And in today's society, certainly it's over-processed, heavily, heavily processed. And the soil, as you are, of course, very aware, is depleted of, of any real minerals anyway because of over-farming and over-production. Yeah, um, that's what, what we are hearing. And I'm, I'm sure that's uh, absolutely true. Soil is depleted of uh, minerals and uh, etc. But uh, on the other side, I believe if uh, your body is clean, the body needs a very, a very small amount of nutrients to fulfill its functions. Maybe only 5% of the amount of the food uh, we are used to eat, uh, the body needs really. So th there are possibilities or, or, or if, if you eat a health, have a clean detox uh, body, you get all the nutrients, everything you need. Uh, but the other things that you need or you should add like um, get get your to to get your hormones uh, in into balance <clears throat> like um, exercising being on fresh air run or, or do physical exercise or jump on a trampoline or whatever it is uh, swimming or riding whatever you like but you've got to exercise on, on a regular basis to get enough oxygen into your body because what I what I learned is, Oxygen is the most important nutrient. Disease does not exist in tissues which are high in oxygen. There's no cancer, for instance, uh, if there's enough oxygen. So how do you get oxygen in? Uh, move, move your body. There are other uh, methods to get oxygen in, but uh, getting move your, move your body again, detox, uh, cleanse uh, from time to time, and you get enough oxygen in. That's uh, fascinating um, hearing this from you. And also, I think it's a, it's a basic necessity now more than ever before to exercise, like you've said, to get out and, and get fresh air. And uh, certainly if a recent life example uh, has taught us one thing, which is obviously COVID uh, and staying indoors or being stuck indoors, should I say, uh, is that we need to get out because I've seen firsthand the lack of exercise and staying indoors uh, during COVID and what that's done to people. And I'm sure you, you know of so many examples where it's caused problems, of course, with health, but it's actually caused a bigger problem as well, which is um, not wanting to exercise, but also not wanting to socialize. People have, not, not everybody, of course, but generally speaking, I've, I, I come across so many people who are now quite happy staying at home um, and living uh, the online life rather than going out. And that in itself is therapy, speaking to people, socializing, uh, laughing, crying, you know, um, talking about things, talking about good things, talking about funny things and laughter and, and so forth. It's so important, isn't it, to us as humans to, to socialize? 
I, I agree uh, 100% and we uh, found this in our uh, colleges as well. Luckily, we could uh, turn our training or we, we turned our training uh, before into online uh, training or we offered started to offer online as well as in class. We had this ready uh, before the so-called COVID uh, started. But um, it's a bit of a challenge to get the people back out of the, their home uh, in the classroom. Once they are in the class, they love it, of course. Interaction, people, you know, much better. Also for your soul, much better than sitting at home. I mean, at home. One, one gets spiritually well if you exteriorize. Get out there in, in your mind, out of your head. So you do that by you know, going to the theater, uh, going for a walk, looking at the people, looking at, at the scene. It's not all bad. It's actually very, very good. We live in a nice, beautiful, wonderful world. Mm, so if, if you stop watching too much news and reading too much papers, then uh, you feel automatically better and talk to people and look at how beautiful life is or how life can be. And if you're not happy with what's happening around, uh, around you, then uh, you may want to do something about it. Everybody has a story to tell, don't they? It's just a matter of engaging. Whatever the story is, everybody has, you know, I've never met anybody who I personally, who I've never learned something from. doesn't have to be in my field, of course. I'm talking generally. There's not a single person. Everybody has a story to tell. It just needs us to listen, doesn't it? Exactly. Learning from each other, exchanging, uh, helping each other, socializing. Very, very important. Not not locking yourself up. That's not a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, but and if you come across such a pre, such a person, okay, take him out. Uh, have him to look at the things at the trees and uh, other people, and uh, the, that's what you do. That's one therapeutic uh, concept uh, one can apply, especially when on on uh, depressed uh, people. Uh, extremely, extremely therapeutic. I had a friend of mine. He was, he would call it uh, schizophrenic, you know, hearing and seeing things which didn't exist. So, um, and um, his wife didn't want uh, to take him to a psychiatric hospital. And uh, so we make sure there's a 24 uh, 7 control uh, over him. Um, but uh, we mainly took him out uh, to go for a walk, looking at things, getting him uh, to exercise, uh, to run. And uh, he recovered, it took six weeks, hard work for all, all his uh, friends, but uh, he never took uh, medication, drugs, he took uh, lots of uh, supplements and uh, it wasn't good food. It just got him out of his mind, if you like, by exercising, looking at things. So that's an extremely, an extreme example how well one could get just by going out there and socializing. It's also interesting that uh, I find this, and I'm sure you find this, that when I go walking with my my, my good wife or and kids uh, with children as well, we always end up talking about happy things. Uh, not that we talk about bad things at home, but I mean, the subject matter is very, very different. Exactly. Um, and uh, one can actually, a lot of the decisions that one can make sometimes are done 
in a nice beautiful park as you go past beautiful smelling flowers and trees and uh, and good conversation can be had isn't it because of the environment green is naturally a very calming color anyhow and then Absolutely. going through uh, even the countryside or going even for a long, long drive it gets you to open up and talk about things that perhaps you wouldn't at home so you mentioned therapeutic uh, it's therapeutic 100% uh, you know that's uh, of course that's correct because uh, i've experienced it myself and i talk about things i don't go out thinking i'm going to talk but it just so happens that you end up talking about other things which you you just don't generally and uh, and it's a nice feeling to to be able to do that yeah um <clears throat> i do this actually a number of times with uh, clients let's say if you're in a let's call it um a difficult environment or suppressive environment be it work or private so uh, therapeutic advice could be go on holiday go somewhere move out from the environment you are in at the moment uh, socialize and uh, very often then you have time to think about it may come with a solution home mm. and you recover sometimes the person comes back and so the same thing starts right from the beginning but at least then you know my environment is not very healthy something wrong there so you may want then to focus or help the client to focus on the environment the client knows basically but he needs to come with a conclusion you're not the psychologist who would uh, who would know everything better than the, than the client but the client knows you just need to guide him and find out and help him through maybe to to find a solution yeah so so going away sometimes leaving a, a difficult environment can be very therapeutic as well contribute uh, to healing there are enough uh, cases which should would show well uh, since i went on holiday and at so, such a such a step I, i got rid of my asthma or my eczema or such things so mm -hmm. the mind or the mind set or the influence from outside has an, an effect on health as a homeopath we know somebody comes no, no matter what their condition but let's say a heart attack or a heart problem or, or diabetes or whatever we would always ask okay when did it start so you find a time okay what happened the time and you always find so-called stressful situation absolutely you know? yes and then and then uh, the homeopathic remedies help on a stressful situation but then you need to sort it out in the physical universe so this situation would not appear i had a guy had a kind of a heart attack not a heart attack but uh, close to okay when did it start after retirement what's the reason he felt alone he he was working 40 hours happy uh, environment nice colleagues had a chat fulfilled a life and then not refused to anything so what do you do as a practitioner you give him some some goals that's what we introduce in our health coach one has to have goals in life if you don't have a goal in life forget it um this brings me actually on to yourself founding the college yeah. of uh, naturopathic medicine and mm. this was in 1998 yeah and today it's thriving for you know with students from around the world so how how does that, i just really wanted to get an idea of how that makes you feel because it's it's a very humbling accomplishment 
because of the the compassion, the need behind it. So any field of healing, you know, uh, and we, I was talking to some students of homeopathy just before you came on air, and we were talking about this, that any field of healing truly requires a, a compassionate person. And we know this from the founder uh, of homeopathy, Dr. Hahnemann was so compassionate and so many years he spent looking for the answer. And then, of course, you know, homeopathy happened. And 200 plus years later, you know, it's still used by millions and millions of people. And compassion is right at the core of this. So I just wanted to get an idea of how you feel, because I know the college is very, very successful and so many students are graduating in different modalities and being able to go out then and help to heal others. That that must be a really a nice feeling. It's always a, a nice feeling to see students uh, graduating. It's a kind of a highlight when we have graduation every year. It's around uh, springtime, March time, and I see this uh, beautiful uh, students coming coming up on stage and be happy and. Uh, the the purpose behind what I'm doing basically is uh, to um, to to educate to help people to achieve their their goal to help uh, other people. I'm not so much uh, looking back what what happened. People are saying, "Well, that's great, you're uh, successful, and you have lots of students and uh, all of that. That's fine. That's great." But I don't want to live in the past and life is not in the past. Life is in the future. So I'm more looking towards uh, the future. I, I achieved what I achieved and uh, it was nice. It could be a, a million times uh, better. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy with what I did, but I'm not talking... I'm not reflecting too much. No, that mm. I don't live. I don't want to live in the past. I'm, I'm looking forward. I, what I'm telling my uh, staff all the time, seeing them is great now, 25 years uh, in the UK. But I'm always saying we just started. It's just a start. There are lots of other things to come. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk next next year in a year's time. We'll add uh, a few more things to it. There are other colleges that you are uh, serving as principal for as well, are there not? Yeah, we have um, in the UK 10 colleges, UK and Ireland 10 colleges uh, in total. London is the largest college. We started a couple of years ago uh, to expand in other uh, countries. Um, most of it will, is administered from the UK uh, or Ireland. We have a physical location now in in Italy. We are we have something in the, in Dubai. Yeah, we do have some or yeah, we do have some smaller outlets. And and how do you find the um, uh, the the interest overall non UK? How how is that the, doing? The, yeah, I mean the interest overall in in people is uh, extremely high. The and that's the the trick as. Uh, own of the college or um, if you are responsible for PR marketing to attract, to make it attractive or finding ways how to speak the language of your public, if you like, to get them to study, to make the final step, to come on board and learn something 
about health to to help yourself and uh, take it further to become a practitioner. So, and the beauty in my job is number one, I have multiple tasks. Number one, I'm still practicing a little bit. <clears throat> then I oversee marketing. I oversee PR. I oversee the education uh, department. There's not one slide which I didn't uh, look at, and there are hundreds, if not thousands. I'm looking at articles. I'm looking. I oversee the whole the whole thing. But I'm also planning uh, to the future, if if you like. I must um, I must go with the time. I can't say well now. It's great, going great. Now we just continue. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that mm. because the world is changing. People are changing. So you don't have to finger on, on the pulse. Luckily, I did learn a few things in, in America. America is in a few things uh, uh, advanced and many things way behind uh, Europe when it comes especially to lifestyle and uh, nutrition and uh, healing. But um, there are still... Uh, things uh, I could learn being in other states, exchanging, talking uh, to to other people. Um, so this has an influence, of course, at uh, at CNM. We could introduce new uh, training, which I developed in, with the help of other guys in, in in Florida, like our health coach. That's relatively new. We developed uh, another training, which is the natural chef. The, the only natural chef training in, in Europe, I would say. What's that, um, natural chef? Sounds natural, fascinating. Natural chef is, has basically to do with uh, food preparation, or how how to eat, basically, and, and put food uh, together. What we see, what I was, you know, sometimes I, I watch TV and uh, there are some cooking shows and very mm. prominent uh, people, and how do they judge food? They look at food, they taste food, and uh, look at the texture, and I don't know what. And then they say, well, that's a, that's a pass, that's very good, or that's not good. But they're not really measure what's important. They don't know, at least not emphasize on things which are important when you eat. So you eat, the purpose of eating is to nourish the body. So you want to have nutrients, you want to have food. So you want to make sure the food is correctly combined. The food is digestible, absorbable. If you have, let's say, a food and you add like creams and sugary and all this stuff, you destroy basically the mm. good thing you have partially in your food. And, and, then, and then the body gets uh, blown up. <laughs> so out of that, we said, well, we've got to do something and talk about nutrition, proper nutrition, and how to prepare food, which makes sense. You know, we have have different constitution, different bodies, different require, uh, requirements, depending on, on your work and where you live. And therefore, also we are in a different health uh, status. And we need, therefore, different sort of foods. So, And that's what, what we are teaching. So food, which gives you energy. An athlete needs different food as an elderly person sitting at home. So that's what we teach, combine food uh, correctly. That's part of our um, naturopathic um, uh, natural chef uh, training. All it's right. uh, Herman Kepler. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, really, really enjoyed speaking to you. And I'm sure that the listeners of this episode of the Homeopathy Health Show will find this all fascinating. Herman Kepler, it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I hopefully you will come back on the show 
later in the year and give us an update on some of the new initiatives as well. I, I've le- learned a great deal. I wish you continued success in your field of healing and helping others. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. I do hope you've enjoyed the Homeopathy Health Show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio.